praise the Lord. Amen. Good to be together once again. One more time. Praise God. We're thankful for this. We just don't take it for granted, these divine moments that we're just able to join together. Uh, praise the Lord. I do want to just um, make a few announcements. So I know our they're doing Sunday school this morning, right? So our teachers can get ready. Um, but uh, a few announcements. Tonight we will not be... Tonight we will not be um, having our, our prayer service, uh, but we will be having prayer every night uh, throughout the week, uh, six, 6 o'clock till 9. Anytime that you're able to make it, great. Um, there is also prayer uh, every morning uh, beginning at 8.30 a.m. until. So if you're able to make it here for any of those times of prayer, you are welcome to come. If you're not able to make it here physically, please, uh, we just, we're joining together. The church, not this church, the church, uh, is entering into a time of just prayer. Like, it's literally worldwide. Um, and uh, we're part of this call to war uh, that we're particularly a part of, but it's, it's so many places that are praying right now. <laughs> it's not just the UPC. It's not just apostolics, like, the body of Jesus Christ is in prayer, um, is seeking the face of God like never before. Uh, I'm a part of a few uh, groups, even here in Syracuse. They're meeting downtown. There's prayer that happens uh, in the middle of downtown. There's prayer that happens uh, every Thursday night. There's hundreds of people that gather here in Syracuse and are praying. Uh, so I, wanted to, I just want to encourage you, if you're praying, you're not the only one. <laughs> There is a massive army of believers that are praying and fasting and seeking God for a move of his spirit. And, uh, and if you're not praying, I just want to encourage you, just jump in the wave. <laughs> jump in the pool and just uh, get swept over with what the Holy Ghost is doing in this time. Amen. Praise God. So that's exciting. So that's every night this week uh, we'll be doing that. And, um, and if the Lord lays on your heart any time of fasting, just humbling yourself, if it's a meal, if it's a day, if it's three days, whatever it might be, um, just as you're led of the Holy Ghost, participate in that also. And um, so there's a lot that's going to be happening in our country. Uh, there's a lot that is happening, uh, things that are changing, uh, but we're not concerned as long as we're praying. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, and then next Sunday, uh, for both services, we are going to be having a missionary. Uh, brother and Sister Dibble will be with us, missionaries to Micronesia. Uh, they've been with us before, but they're going to be with us again, so we're excited about that. Um, and uh, so make plans for that. Amen. Praise God. I don't think there's any other announcements. Okay, so all of our Sunday school kids, uh, is it 12 and under? 12 and under? I don't You all are dismissed. the Lord. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Lucas, make sure he gets back there safely. Very good. Awesome. Amen. I'm excited. Um, 
Brother Genus Galloway is going to share the word of the Lord with us this morning. And so uh, we appreciate him. We appreciate Brother Gene. Let's give him a hand as he comes. I think maybe these monitors maybe need to go down a little bit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. How's everybody doing today? You guys good? All right. Praise God. I feel like the Lord has spoken to me, so I'm going to give you what he gave me, and hopefully it all makes sense. Hopefully it all makes sense. If we could stand, and we're going to go to Psalms 51. Psalms 51. Amen. And then we're going to jump over to Galatians 2 and 18. All right. Praise God. All right. It says, the scripture, verse 1, it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that thou might be justified when thou speakest and be clear when you judge. And jump down to verse 7. It says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse 8, Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which you have broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. And in verse 10, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. And then in Galatians, amen, Galatians 2 and 18, it says, for if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. Verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. And tonight, my, uh, my, uh, my uh, title is, What Comes After Repentance? What Comes After Repentance? Amen. Let's pray right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, God, that you would prepare our hearts and that you would prepare our minds to receive this word, Jesus. God, I believe that you have already spoken and you're continuing to speak, Lord, through your word, Lord God. Father, right now, we just humble ourselves before you and we just ask that you would just have your way in this place, almighty God. Whatever you want to do, Lord God, I loose it right now and anything that is not of you, Lord, I command to leave this place, Lord by the power and the authority that is in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right. I still get nervous after I, like, before I preach. I really like that, though. I like it. Amen. All right. What comes after repentance? All right. So I'm going to give you guys a brief summary, right? So when we were first created, it was in sin, and it was inherited by Adam. And then it says, our life events and our circumstances added more to this sinful nature, right? We become products of our environment, right? 
and hurts and pains, they just dig deeper into that state of sin and it makes us bitter. And the end result is it always keeps us separated from God. So reading the word of God, our nature from Genesis 1, how we, are, how we were originally created, and our nature now is completely different, right? So because of this, God came in the flesh, and he died for our sins, and he commanded all men to repent. All men to repent. Just a, just a quick little note. This psalm that I read to you was a psalm. It pretty much, if you ever say, people say, hey, repent, and you're like, well, I don't know how to repent. This psalm actually outlines how you should repent. And it's so powerful. The words that he uses, first in verse 1, it says, have mercy on me according to your loving kindness. And then he says, blot out my transgressions. Then he says, wash me thoroughly and cleanse me, right? And then in verse 3, it says, I acknowledge my sin, right? And I was thinking about this, right? And growing up, you know, like I had a strong black mother, right? And for some reason, she could never admit that she was wrong. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just people who can never acknowledge the fact that they're wrong. So for David to say, hey, God, listen, I acknowledge the wrong that I've done, right? Now, at the time he wrote this, he was the king. And we don't really know about kings because we have a democracy. But he was the highest authority, David didn't have to answer to anybody. He was like, I'm the king. Whatever I say goes, and that's that, right? But the king has to answer to God. So he says, I acknowledge my sin, and against you only I have sinned. And then in verse 6, he says, God, you desire truth on the inward parts. And then in verse 7, he says, purge me. And then he says, cleanse me, right? And then he says, wash me, right? And then he says, hide not your face, hide your face from my sin. And then in verse 10, it seems like there's a shift in his speech. He stops everything and he says, God, I know your word. I know the things that you desire. And what you need to do is you need to create that in me. Amen. So thank you. So after repentance comes creation. Does that make sense? After repentance comes creation. Now let me let me let me get you guys let me let you guys understand, right? So what the Lord is doing is he's looking for us to get to a point of emptiness, right? Because after we repent, there's no more pride. I'm not puffed up. I'm completely empty. And then what God can do is God can step in and the things that he desires in our life, he can create in us. We, but we have to have a mind to receive it. Amen. See, all of this is put on hold, right? As, I, as the Lord gave, me to, gave this to me, right? He was explaining to me that what he wants to do is create these things in us. The commandments that he gives us, he wants to do it in us. He doesn't want me to produce it myself. But the problem is, and the problem has always been, is that what we do is we see the commandment of God as a mountain. And we attempt to do it. And we fail God every time. And after about two or three weeks, 
we eventually give up and we say things like, man, Christianity is hard. I, I just can't live for God. I just can't do it because the desires may still live in us and we give in to these temptations, right? So what happens is, is we beat ourselves up after about a week. And if we've been living for God for like a year, we just keep beating ourselves up. God, I failed. I failed. I failed. I failed. And God is commanding us to not try, but to get to a place in prayer where we can humble ourselves and pray and ask him to create the desires in us. And then we can live and walk by the spirit. Amen. This is so heavy on me because I've seen grown men. There was one guy, he came to the church. He got born again. He starts living for God. And the next week he comes to church and he sits in my car and he's crying. And I'm like, bro, what's the matter? He was like, I, 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 I want the world. I, I have desires that I want. And eventually he walked away because his mentality is, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And it is not the will of God for us to produce it in our flesh. Amen? Amen. So I think about this, right? I think about this. So, so the scripture says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new, creature, new creature, right? So right off the top, as soon as you're born again, you're automatically a new creature. But the thing is, once you become a new creature, the creation doesn't stop. You have to pray. You have to get to a place where you connect with God and the desires that are in your heart, the Lord can take out and put in new desires. And then you can walk in it and he can produce it. Amen. I've talked to a lot of saints over the years, right? And there's this one saying, I'm not going to say her name, but she always comes to me and she's like, Brother Gene, listen, I don't like people. I love God. I just don't like people. I just, I'm just not a people person. And she's said this over the years many times. So I'm like, okay, all right. And then one day she walks up to me when we're in the park and she says, Brother Gene, listen, she just got out of a, a, a red hot a prayer meeting in her house. And she said, the Lord spoke to me, and he said that I don't have to act like I like people. I don't have to force myself to love people. But what I can do is I can pray, and God has given me a love for these people. And that's so powerful because it's not man-made love. It's not something I generated or I forced myself to do, but God did it in me. Amen. I think about the scripture with Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah says he had fire shut up in his bones, right? And we preach that and we love that, right? But if you really read the context of that scripture, Jeremiah was ready to quit. He was like, I'm done. You know, he literally just got dragged out of a cistern, which is a pit, and he was laying in mud. And before that, the high priest slapped him. And before that, his people were plotting against him to kill him. So at this point, Jeremiah's like, I'm done. I'm done living for God. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore, God. And then he goes on to blame God. He said, God, you tricked me. You deceived me. You're stronger than I am. You knew this was going to happen. So he was like, I'm not, and this is Jeremiah 20. He's like, I'm not going to speak of God anymore. And then he sat there for a moment. 
And he was like, but the word was like a fire shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. This is a reason why we need to get a hold of the word of God. You need to know the God, know the word of the God, know the word of God, understand it and allow it to work in you. Because so many of us are really at this breaking point where we're ready to quit and just give up. Get the word in you. Get the word in you. I'm telling you, I say this all the time. There's been so many times where I'm just so ready to walk away. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was like, God, I quit. He was like, you couldn't quit if you want to. I was like, you're right. You're right. But this is, this is what happens when God creates something in me. This is not, this is, I'm not, and I'm not downing it, but this is not just Christianity. I have a relationship with God, and through that prayer, God births stuff in me, and he creates stuff in me. So the love I give is not temporal, but it's the love of God. I'm reaching for people, and I'm like, God, why am I doing this? I'm drained, I'm hurt, but the love of God exceeds me. It exceeds who I am. So this is the place where God wants us to be at, is he just wants to create stuff in me. Peace and joy, you know? For so long, we've, we've I'm, I'll say me. I don't want to judge. I don't want to say anything about anybody. But the, the scripture says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, a sound mind, self-control. And these are all things that we need, right? But these are things, once you have the Holy Ghost, it's inside of you, Right? So I don't have to act like I got peace. It's already in me. And what happens is, is the more I, I pray to God and connect with the Spirit of God and allow God to just move through me, peace is released in my life. Joy is released in my life. I seen this, I seen this chart on um, YouTube. It was like a video. And it said like, it said like sexual sins. And then it said other sins, right? And, the, and the, the very root of sexual sins is a lack of self-control. Our nation enforces indulgence, you know? And if you indulge in one area, like, you can't just eat one Oreo, right? Amen? You just can't have one Oreo, right? We got buffets, right? I go to the buffet, and I'm like, all right, let me make a little room for that, and you know, and I'm four plates deep, right? But the thing is, if we lack self-control in any area, it flows into all areas, right? So one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control, right? So what God does is God said, okay, self-control is an issue. What I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to implant that in you, and then it's going to birth and create in you. You know what I'm saying? So we have to, oh, man. Man, we have to allow God to create. We have to allow God to create. The scripture says, commit your ways to the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The thing about sin is, right, is that it's, we have sinful desires. But through prayer, through connecting with God, God can take those desires out. Mm. But what we have to do, though, is we have to, give this, we have to get to a place where I let it go. God, I mean, like, and, and you can just be honest, too. God, I'm done trying. 
I'm done trying. I just, I just submit myself to you. God, I'm, I'm done trying to not look at pornography, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to get to this place, Lord God, where you can be alive in me. Paul said to the Galatians church, he said, my little children for who I labor and birth again until Christ is formed in you. Christ needs to be formed in us. I need to die. I need to die. I need to die. The scripture in Galatians, it said, I am, it says, the world, I'm crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me, right? And the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. We have to understand that after we're born again and we're a new creature, that the creation continues, right? So what I do is I get to a place in prayer where I'm not begging. I'm not begging God, but I'm saying, God, okay, Lord, I believe that you have the power and the strength to birth these things in me. And when I find myself in these situations, I just surrender to God. Okay, God, start creating. Start creating. Start doing it in me. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I just... I don't know. The Lord was ministering this to me. And I always say, like, it comes in my mouth, it comes in my mind, like original Hebrew text, and it comes out NIV. <laughs> God is so powerful. Amen. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm done struggling. I'm done trying to fight against God. I'm done trying to work it out in my flesh. Amen. But getting to this point, right? Because us as Americans, and just as human beings in general, right? We want to have control over the situation. We don't want to allow God to step in and do something because we know what the scripture says. We know all these things that God commands, right? So instead of putting it on him, we put it on us, right? Like, God, I can't, you know, we were in Sunday school one time, and there was these two boys, and one kid is reading the scripture in, in, um, in Matthew where it says, if any man look at a woman to lust after her, he has committed adultery in his heart. But while he's reading that scripture, the kid next to him, it was like revelatory. It was the first time he heard it. His jaw dropped and, you know, but he, he didn't understand that God wanted to do that. God wanted to do that. Amen. So can we do that, church? Can we find a place of prayer where we allow God to just work on us? Amen. And another thing is, is beating ourselves up. <laughs> like it is not the will of God for us to beat ourselves up. Amen. It's just not it. Amen. All right. I jumped around in my notes. <laughs> so, and this is, and this is, and, and this is what I believe this is, this is how I believe we're going to march forward, right? It's just God doing the work. God doing the work. But without that place of prayer, you completely eliminate it, right? Without being born again, without the Holy Ghost, you completely eliminate the creation process, you know? And for us in the church, um, I feel as though as we can learn to be churchy, right? And we stop allowing God to create us and to work on us because we get to this point where, listen, man, I'm, I'm there three times a week. That's good enough. No, it's not. 
No, it's not. Every, I have to die every single day. I have to allow God to work on me every single day because the things he desires and creates, I just can't, I just can't do it. I know I can't do it, and it frustrates me because I can't do it because I'm a doer. But if you can go to prayer and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, blot out my transgressions. Lord, wash me. Because ultimately, who do we sin against? We sin against God, right? In verse 4, um, David says, it says, it says, against thee and only thee I sinned against. The reason David is writing this psalm is because he took another man's wife. And a lot of scholars believe if you, looked at, if you look at the text, it wasn't fornication. It was rape. So he forced himself on her, and then he had her husband killed, right? And what he did is for like two years, he just kind of played religious, do 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 He'd go to the temples, and he'd do it. He'd just be half-hearted until a prophet steps in and says, hey, man, listen, you sinned. And David admitted that he sinned. And if you read it, I believe it's in 2 Samuel, once he admitted to his sin after about two or three years, the next scripture actually says that the Lord has put away your sin. So right there, as soon as he repented, the Lord put away his sin. He wasn't like, well, David, it took you two years to get to this point, so I don't know. We got to do this. We got to do that. He said, no, the Lord has put away your sin. Let's not be scared of God. Let's not be scared of God. If he had enough love to come in the flesh and die for our sins, I believe that the Lord wants to keep and protect and create and just continue to be in fellowship and relationship with us. Amen? Amen. But it all, it, 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 it all happens, and it all starts with me going to God in repentance and taking my hands off the situation and allowing God to work. So now I see people through a different light. I'm loving differently. I'm living differently. I actually have joy that's not based off the things that I can acquire or what you can do for me, but God did a work in me. And what God gave me, the world can't take away. Amen? Amen. So let's not let, let's not let the things of this world cause us to have what we have. But everything I have comes from Jesus. Everything that I am, my life is committed to him. My life is based on the faith that Jesus is going to do it and Jesus is going to work it in me. Amen. 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 And in this, and in this, there's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's none of that stuff. Hallelujah. Because God says, if you come to me, I'll create it in you. All my commandments, I'll, I'll birth it in you. I'll birth it in you. But you've got to get to that point of repentance. You've got to get to that point of humility where I can do it. Because the scripture says, can two walk together unless they be agreed? So in prayer, I agree with God. I agree with God. Lord, I agree with your word. I'm not going to fight against you anymore, but I'm just going to believe you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So I just think I, what I feel, though, is that we just we need to spend some time in prayer where we can just empty ourselves and just allow God to work. 
because I, I wholeheartedly believe that God saves us, right? He saves us. He calls us. And, and one thing I know for sure is that the Lord speaks. The Lord absolutely speaks. Um, on Tuesday nights, the young people have life group, and a few of them have testified, like, this quarantine has saved me. What happened is, is God was going into the rooms and speaking to these young people at night. That's why, like, when, when, they, when, when the Lord adds to the church, we can't glory in that. Because I wasn't, I wasn't there at night speaking to them. God was. God did the work in them. God brought them to this place. So what the Lord wants us to do as the church is just to stand there and just, I guess, be on call. <laughs> you know? So what he's doing in this season is he's sovereignly moving into everybody's life. And he's working it out and he's speaking. And what I need to do as a child of God is just to just surrender. It's just to give it up. And this is, and this is, and, and you know, it, I say it and it just rolls off the tongue and it's like, okay. But really, really, really get to a place where you can say, God, it's yours. It's yours. And then when situations rise up or situations happen, I just, I just give it to him more and more. And just constantly living in this, this life of just repentance and just giving myself to the Lord. That's why I talk to the uh, young people on Thursday night. Like, we have to commit ourselves to God. We have to constantly recommit ourselves to God and give ourselves to him. Because at any moment, something can step in that you love greater than God. Or for some reason, it has more value in your life. And that thing can become an idol. I don't know about you. I don't want any idols in my life. My motives need to be pure. I want to be right with God. I want to be on fire for him. I want him to create all that he desires in me. Hallelujah. 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 I'm just, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Because when the Lord gave me this word, it was, it was during a time where I was, like I said, I was, I was ready to quit. I was ready to quit. I'm like, God, I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I just can't do it anymore. I just can't do it. But then he spoke to me and he told me, it's me that does the work. I do the work. I create these things in you. I make you whole. I make you new. And I'm just... I'm so thankful. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. So if we can stand. Over the years, I've just, I've seen so many people who are genuinely in love with God. And genuinely, they genuinely wanted to live for God. And they genuinely just wanted to be in his presence. And they genuinely wanted to serve him and just be everything for him. But then they, they see the commandments as a mountain. And they just say, Lord, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. There's no way I can do this. So these altars are open. But I want us to pray with, with understanding. I'll say that. I want us to pray with understanding. I want us to pray a prayer of humility. And if you've sinned, because what happens is, is we come into this place from sin, 
and we're, and we're so guilt-ridden and we beat ourselves up and the devil steps in and he's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you screwed up, you messed up again. And it's just, it, it, and then we get to this point where we just break. But I'm telling you that forgiveness is here. The love of God is available. There's people in this place, everybody in this place has failed God at some point. But what God does is God has continued to open the door for us to meet with him, to fellowship with him, for us to humble ourselves and for us to allow him to work in us. Work in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to declare right now, everybody in this place, Lord, I take my hands off of the creation. Hallelujah, Lord. If, if you need the spirit of God in you, why don't you lift your hands because Jesus wants to make you new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, God, right now, Lord, those of us who are used to this, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that you would stir up. Lord, I pray that you would speak. Lord, I pray that you would make new. God, right now, we repent of every sin, Lord God. We let go of everything that is not of you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We are crucified with you, Lord God. We are crucified with you, Lord God. Our faith is in you, Lord God. It's not in our flesh, Lord God. It's not in our abilities, Lord God. Hallelujah. But God, I pray right now for every person in this place, Lord, that you would do a work in us, God. That you would do a work in us, Lord Jesus. Every heart, Lord God, I pray that you would open every heart, Lord, that you would open every mind. Hallelujah. You get it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now I'm speaking to the guilty. You don't have to be guilty. Hallelujah. Jesus died for you. There's blood. Hallelujah. You can be cleansed right now. As long as you open your mouth and say, Lord, forgive me. I turn away, Lord. Do a creation in me, Lord. Do a work in me right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, I don't know what's coming, but I know I need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. If we could just truly find a place of prayer. If you want to turn around right where you are, these altars are open. But we need to get a hold of God like never before. And I want you to seek the Lord. And ask the Lord what he wants to create in you. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I pray, God, that you would lose a desire, Lord, for your word. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Hallelujah. God, I pray for the weary. I pray for the frustrated, Lord. God, I pray that you would take it out, Lord God. That you would replace it with strength, almighty God. Hallelujah. The way of the Lord is easy. The way of the transgressor is hard, Lord God. We commit ourselves to you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. me of anything that's not like you. Not like you.
that's not like you, not like you. Empty me of anything that's not like you, not like you, Jesus. Oh, empty me of anything that's not like you, not like you. Empty me of anything that's not like you. Oh, fill me, fill me with your glory. Psalms 51 says, hallelujah, create in me a clean heart. And this is, this is things that he's commanding God to do. And renew a right spirit in me, hallelujah. Cast me not out of your presence. Don't take your spirit from me. And then he says, restore the joy of salvation. Restore the joy of salvation, hallelujah. That's something that sin takes away, the joy of salvation, so that I can worship you. 
so that I can worship you. Hallelujah. God is looking to restore worship. God is looking to create joy. Hallelujah. God is looking to create clean hearts. Hallelujah. Clean minds. Minds that have not been affected by sin. Hallelujah. 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 Church, let's continue to pray. Let's continue to pray. Jesus created me a clean heart. Hallelujah. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life so I could be free, so I could be whole, so I could tell everyone I know you thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life so I could be free, so I could be whole, so I could tell everyone I know.
Bible talks about us receiving a crown of life, and then it also talks about us laying our crowns down before him. 
because we realize that anything in any place where we were able to overcome, it was only because of Jesus. It was only because of him. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's in the presence of the Lord that we're changed. It's, it's with him. It's with him that, that, that we're transformed. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you're praying, keep praying. If you're not, you can stand. says now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and ever <laughs> 